Hi, I'm Sally Farrant, and this is the Pricing Queen podcast. The podcast is here to help you get clear on your pricing and profit and start making more money in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers. And now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. If you love this episode, please do rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And do follow me on Instagram, which is at the pricing queen. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the show. Today on the show, I've got Helen Perry, who is a great friend of mine, and she's come to talk about how to make money from an online business. And as you'll hear, it's not as easy as you might like to think. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the show. Today on the show, I've got Helen Perry. Helen Lovely to have you. Do introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, hi, Sally. Thank you for having me. This is like a lovely excuse to have a chat with <laughs> actually my pal. But uh, Sally, we met through um, we met through work. Actually, I have a small business. I help other small businesses with their content marketing, principally on Instagram and emails. But everything that you say about marketing. For people like us, people who run their own thing, kind of tends to apply across whatever platform, whether you're using Facebook or LinkedIn or podcasts, it all comes down to the same sort of thing, really. But that's me. Yeah. And yeah, we've met we met before and it's yeah, we chat sort of reasonably regularly and I go and have a chat in in Helen's membership about pricing and money and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, it uh, works really well. And so today we're going to talk a bit about making money from an online business and how you might do that. I mean, Helen's built her audience mostly, you know, through Instagram and uh, has a huge audience and a huge following on there and a very loyal one as well. So, mm-hmm. so tell us a bit about how that might go, you know, how easy or otherwise it is to do that. Well, no, it's not easy. Nothing's easy, Sally, no. in business, in life. It's, it's not easy if you want to get a six pack. It's not easy if you want to grow <laughs> on. Like that, you know, I'm so sorry that we have to get off on this foot if they're not really big and shortcuts but um, I started to grow an online audience actually not with a view to turning it into a business I wanted to understand how social media marketing works really how do you run an account with the intention of you know growing a following there like I'd obviously had social media accounts on Facebook I had an Instagram account that you know I just shared pictures of my kids and it had 120 followers and whatever Uh, and I was going back to work after having had a few years off with the kids and I thought right I used to be a journalist. How can I use these skills to build something from home? And I opened an account and I started to kind of get a few followers there, understand how Instagram works. Uh, And I started to write a blog. And over the past four and a bit years, that has turned into me now selling what I've learned about growing an online audience to other people. Yeah. And you've grown a big, you know, you've grown a big following too. Well, do you know, it's not, I mean, it's all relative, isn't it? There are people with far, far bigger followings. But I think, you know, from a point of having several thousand people in my online audience, whether that was on uh, an email subscribers list or in 
Instagram, from that point on, I was able to start thinking about monetizing it. And now my online audience altogether, you know, is is over 20,000. But I mean, you know, it's all, and that's an ongoing job. You always have to kind of be looking for new people, new customers, whatever business you're in. You're probably going to have to just get a few new customers every year. You can't just stick with the same people. So there's a constant element of audience growth. Right. And also like, getting and getting the right people on your, you know, in your world as yes. well. I do you know what? I would say if if we were to kind of like get to my secret source with this kind of work, I think that probably is something I have been quite good at is having followers who really are the right kind of people for my uh for my products or the right kind of people who would want to work with me because frankly there's all kinds of people selling everything that we do. Like there's lots of accountants, there's lots of estate agents, there's lots of hairdressers, whatever. But you know, we go to a certain one because we like feel good about them and they they get it. And I have been quite effective at building an audience at quite slowly and steadily building an audience that's really densely populated with the right kind of people, um, which might be women who are ambitious to do something for themselves, run a creative enterprise, but have obviously fairly similar values and outlooks to me. And I think that probably just comes from, you know, I started this when I was 40 and I've sort of made a decision that I was too old to try and pretend to be anything other than I am so I've tried to always bring my own voice and my honest opinions to everything that I share in Instagram or on an email so I think that probably ultimately over time means that the right kind of people connect with you and those are the people that buy and stay and buy again yes yeah because you can have yeah. a massive audience but actually if, if if most of them don't aren't really interested in your sort of thing you're just collecting people it's it's no good because ultimately what you want you know what we're doing all this stuff for is not because it's nice yeah yeah it's because and we it, actually want people to buy <laughs> and that is the problem because you like there's nobody who's immune to the dopamine effects of acquiring a new follower or you know that you know we everybody wants to have the following uh, th- but the big problem at the beginning of the conversation I might have with a new client is that people are like followers. Where do I get the followers? Where do I get the followers? I want more followers because they think that a big following will mean something. Something will happen if you have 20,000 followers on Instagram. And actually it won't necessarily. You could have 200,000 followers on Instagram and still you wouldn't have a business and you wouldn't have an income and you wouldn't be taking it anywhere. So you can acquire followers for followers sake if that's all that you want. But if you want to turn it into a business it's a bit harder than that so tips on <laughs> tips on how you might do that do i mean i think it's the thing of kind of going social media is not necessarily somewhere where you can make sales yeah um particularly in a service business i think in a product business it's easier you can yes. say here's my shop you know instagram's great for that you know i buy things off instagram all the time but actually if you're a service business particularly it's much harder to kind of be actually making sales on Instagram yes you have to like your expectations of what is going to happen because you're on Instagram have to be in place but I think the first thing that has to be if you've got a product and you've got a business already and you want to start using Instagram to attract more customers for that business you have to have in place a really clear sense of what you're selling and to whom and be able to explain that simply to anyone 
And for the sake of going onto social media, it may be that actually you don't go on there and sell your whole range of products. You may just think, you know what, I think this is the thing that's going to work on Instagram. I think this is the thing that people are going to be able to understand me for most simply and straightforwardly. You know, you talk a lot about pricing, but that's not everything in your knowledge base. And it's not everything that you do with your customers, but it's a really good hook for people to go, yeah, actually, I really need help with pricing. And that's a very key problem for the kind of people that you work with. So it's it's if you do, if you have a very confused message about what you offer or you're like I'll do everything for anyone if you want to pay me what will actually happen is that no one will resonate with it no one will connect with it and no one will ask to work with you so if you go out there into uh, you know the digital world with a clear sense of what you're going to be promoting there and a clear sense of who you're going to be promoting it Two, that is a great place to start. Uh, then you need to be appreciative of the fact that social media is a two-way channel. It's not just you. Hi, I've come to tell you about my great thing that I would like you to buy today, please, if that's all right. The real benefit of being on social media is having a conversation with the people that you might sell it to, and they will tell you what they like about your product. They will tell you what doesn't work for them about it. They will tell you actually of what would work better for them instead. And you can use that dialogue with your audience to build something that will be more profitable over time. So there's loads of layers. I'm still understanding it, Sally, after these past four plus years of what makes the whole thing work. But I'd say those two things are really key. Appreciate the value of social media as a listening platform, not a broadcasting platform, and go there with a clear sense of what you're selling and to whom. And and that also that is, you know, the, the ultimate goal is to probably to move people off social media, actually. And because, you know, my Instagram got locked about 18 <sighs> months ago three times in three months and I was kicked out and I couldn't access it. Now, for me, that was fine. I've got an email list and all of that sort of stuff. And it was a pain, but it wasn't my business. Whereas if you have built your entire business on a social media platform and it gets taken away, you don't own that land. No, it's not a good strategy. I started out just growing my audience on Instagram before it was a business, uh, but really early on started collecting email addresses. And that's the like number number one place to start, I would say, for any business owner, whether you're on social media or not, is start collecting and storing the email addresses of people who might work with you in future or have worked with you in the past. It's so valuable. It's not sexy. You're not going to get famous for having like, wow, lots of email addresses on your subscribers list. But it's one of the most effective ways to sell to people I've found. So your Instagram or your Facebook or your LinkedIn or whatever is what people describe as being top of the funnel. It's somewhere that people can discover you for the first time, get a little impression of what you do. But once you've got them there, if you can drive them onto a, like you say, more secure platform, but also somewhere where you can have a bit of a slower, more meaningful, less distracted conversation, then that is the next step towards converting them into a customer. I definitely think that's there's that thing about, you know, use things like Instagram to ask questions like, what do you think of this? You know, there's polls, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's so many things on Instagram you can use, but try to, you know, ask questions, but also get across like things like, 
uh, it's been an opportunity for me to get across my personality a bit because yeah. there's video I mean I couldn't I couldn't stand it to start with but now I don't no, I, I don't, like it and your but your little reels are wicked now <laughs> um and they are because you know we work with people increasingly in such a busy crowded world it's like what are you looking for when you are trying to find the right person to help you with the thing that you need help with I'm talking about service-based businesses again but or even a product-based business you want to connect with the person behind the thing that you're going to buy you want to feel like you're I don't know working with somebody that you want to give your money to who's going to get you who's going to understand your values and what you really want and you know social media does allow you to show that and people will want honestly it can be things like you can connect with someone over the kind of flavor crisps they like you can connect with somebody over the fact that they're also doing a busy school run as well and all those kind of things that people think surely nobody will want to see this it's actually kind of exactly what people want to see because well, I think and I think people because people want to say you're a bit like them or that you're a bit like they aspire to be or whatever it is or that you haven't got it all together all the time you know the business stuff all looks like you've got it all together stuff but it's like. so alienating isn't it most of us most of us I reckon even CEOs most of us are like what shit oh my god I haven't got enough hours in this week and oh I'm meant I know I'm meant to be doing that thing and I'm not doing it and I you know I know I should be most of us are having those conversations with ourselves on a daily basis and sort of dropping 50 50% of balls, keeping 50% of them up in the air. And most of the time, it's good enough to stop a crisis from happening. But, you know, people want to see that side of you. Do you want to work with somebody who's perfect? No. I don't. Uh, you know, that's not good. You know, I'm only going to let them down. So, <laughs> you know, it's just that we just, we want to, we want to, most of us want to work with people who are equally flawed, doing their best you know still figuring stuff out but they can teach us something that we need to know or yeah. sell us something that's going to solve a problem or sell us something that's just going to spark a bit of joy or allow us to give our best friend a nice gift or whatever it might be yeah I mean I definitely I, I buy quite a lot of jewelry through Instagram shops or have found people through there and I you know a lot of them I like their ethos or mm. where you know or watch them make them stuff yeah. like that it means um, a lot then you yeah. have a nice you put it on and you're like oh someone made this and it makes a huge difference it makes a huge difference I had a bespoke ring made for my 10th wedding anniversary and I found that person through Instagram and you know it's amazing and it's but it is but part of that is their story and all of, it's not just that she makes really nice jewelry I didn't just look at that you're looking at the whole kind of background to these things and who they might give money to or what they're yeah, you know what they're what doing they're, with themselves. it means so much more to have that you then you look after that possession and you value it so much more and you feel really comfortable with the investment that you made in it whereas if you go to no disrespect to Oliver Bonus but whatever you know yeah. a, a high street jewellery shop and you might get yourself a pair of earrings they're like it's just like the Mars bar of a gift isn't it it's like feels good for 20 seconds and then you're like well where's that other earring I don't know it's gone well it, it doesn't mean anything to you in the same way and that's the that's the real uh you know benefit of being your an own boss business or a small business that you can really stay close to those stories about you know why you're doing what you're doing and, and how you're supporting your family and why you make something in this way or that way and you know what you believe in and it can really you know it, it works brilliantly for for selling to the right people and I think that's the thing you know in the end you know there's millions of people like me there's plenty of accountants out there there's plenty of marketers out there there's plenty of people doing Instagram out there and you mustn't like, well, get you mustn't get overwhelmed by that so many people are like oh no what can I add but you add yourself you yeah know. it's you 
yeah it's all about you and actually people buy we always say people buy people but actually it's and you will repel some people and they will go with her, and you're like that's fine but you know they would have been a pain to work with yeah you're like do you know what we all know it you know when you have that like first call with someone or someone walks into your shop or whatever and you kind of rub each other up the wrong way and they ask you a question that gets on your nerves or they're trying to get the price down or whatever it is that's because they're that you're not the right person for each other and it's like just we need to peacefully go our separate ways that's it and, but also that the people that do find you then are very loyal and, you know, are and you can build a community as well, which makes a really big difference because then there are people who will respond to you and, and answer your questions and hear all the things that, you know, the questions you're asking and all of that sort of thing. It takes a while. It, it, yeah. And that's the other sort of bit of bad news, I suppose. It's, um, you know, if you're, if you have in mind that you'd like to start something or do something or sell something down the line and you haven't started to build an audience yet, start today. Get on there, even if at the moment, notwithstanding what I said at the beginning of the conversation about knowing what it is you've got to sell. But if you're not quite sure what that is yet, still get onto social media, still start just writing about things that are important to you, sharing things that you're up to, talking about things you're working on, even if it's not the finished article, and start acquiring that audience because it's something that's really hard to do quickly unless you had a gigantic budget. You know, you're going to have to build up your audience slowly over time and that will feed into your business but it's really hard to do quickly don't go, spend all the time working on your brilliant thing and then go like ta-da I brought it onto social media and I'm hoping to start selling things tomorrow because that that doesn't work yeah I mean I would say a very very tiny percentage of my business is actually done on social media for the amount of time I spend on Instagram <laughs> you know you're like wait a minute but actually what you're, part of it is raising awareness and then people come and say right well I'll pick up your freebie you've talked about something that they might go and look at so that you can kind of capture them and that they might go well actually I'm going to go and look at your you know I'm, I'm thinking about working with you and they want to go and look at your LinkedIn or your Instagram or whatever it is wherever they would pick you up and that actually having that presence is is important so that you can kind of you know you can show yeah what else you do yeah and somebody might well I mean it might be two years before it's the right time Sally, somebody to go, oh, do you know what I need to, I really need to go and have a, what they, I'm sure a lot of your people come to you too late. <laughs> you know, they should have come at 12 months earlier and you'd have sorted them right out. But, you know, quite often it will be a lot of time before people will make that final decision. You know, what we're all like, final decision to book that holiday or do that thing. You've been thinking about it for ages or even if they are not going to ever use your product or go beyond accessing your free material they could recommend you to a friend who will buy it and and some of those connections get lost and you'll you'll never really know but if you're on uh, social somewhere you can be discovered you can have a presence and even if you've got a very small following that can still generate work mm. yeah and I, have, and I have conversations in dms with people but often then that moves to, you know you, yeah, then moves move away. you moves off somewhere else so if uh, if you wanted to have some tips on how to make your social more engaging, what would you what would you suggest? Mm, I think probably uh, the big mistake that a lot of businesses make with their social media is it it's a bit of an afterthought. It's and it's a bit boring. I think you've got to think if you're going to put some noise out into some very noisy platforms, is it worth listening to? Like 
look at your account and sort of ask yourself whether you would follow it. Is there anything on there that is valuable enough to other people that they might tell a mate about it? Because this is how you grow an audience, you see, if people start going, oh, you must connect with this person. Oh, did you know that Sally is an expert in this and she helps people out with that? So if you're going to share something, make it valuable. Don't hold on to all your good stuff. Give away some of your knowledge and information and truly kind of try and make it good. Give it a bit of time and a bit of love before you put it out there, not just like at the end of the day or the end of the week or on a Sunday evening go, oh my God, I haven't shared anything on LinkedIn for six years. Better get out there and, you know, do it in 15 seconds. It, 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 with As with everything, what you put into it is what you will get back out. But it's also a bit of a, it's a bit of a slow burn. Can you ever, do you think you can ever share too much stuff on <laughs> on your social media platform that is really of, personal I, I guess in terms of person I guess in terms of partly between business and personal but also your free versus your paid content oh do you know what I think there probably is no such thing as giving away too much for free an example of that I would say uh, I um, do online yoga and there is a lady on YouTube called Adrian who shares lots and lots and lots and lots of free yoga videos and has shared free yoga videos for more than 10 years now on YouTube and has an online audience of millions and millions and uh, she continues to share it for free you would never really need to engage with her paid for product but enough people come from those free videos to into her paid for product to I'm sure make it 10 times worth her while so there's no such thing as giving away too much for free but don't give away things for free without telling people how they can get the paid for thing that you sell and how they can get more and how they can get it personalized for them so yeah and I think yeah give give it away but also it's kind of going actually people don't see it so you think you've posted 10 times this week. Somebody's seen it maybe once if you're lucky yeah. because of the way the, that wretched algorithm works. You just don't you just don't see everything. And you don't even see the emails, let alone like on Instagram where you've scrolled through 50 times you didn't see anything. No, no, never, th- never, ever think you're sharing too much in that sense. You'd have to be sharing 50 Instagram posts a day to, for people to start going, oh, my God, I've heard a lot from Sally this week. It, <laughs> yeah, people just don't see it. You know, what? think of you know how you use platforms and how you might have a week where you're not looking at it very much or a couple of days or you know you just won't engage with somebody's content for weeks at a time even though you think you're banging on about something someone else may have barely registered your message yeah I mean you think you've talked about your course forever and then somebody comes a day after it closes and go I didn't even know you were running a course you're like where have you been (laughs) every time we have a very we have a very misguided sense of how much people are paying attention to our own thing it's a real like you know it's a home truth to understand that people are not paying very much attention they're not reading our captions very carefully they are not opening blog posts and reading right to the end they're not listening all the way through the podcast maybe there's you know we we do have to uh be uh, humble about how much time people have got to to you know to give what we're sharing and on that basis share enough that people stand a chance to see some of it yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. definitely don't kind of, I sort of share enough and then think, oh, no, I haven't 
you know, and you're like, well, come on, I need to share a bit more. Yeah. And then some weeks you just don't share anything and you go for a little while and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and also that that doesn't matter either. If you go through a time where you're like, I've just had enough of social media, you just come off it for a bit and it's fine. Absolutely. People will still be there when you come back. Especially when you've got, um, you know, maybe it's just you or you and a couple of other people. Sometimes just other things have to take priority and you have to get other things done, something in life, something in work. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You can switch the volume back up on your socials when you're ready to. That's brilliant. It's been really interesting to chat. Where can people find you? Where's the best place? They can, best place to start is Instagram, obviously. Um, if you, I think if you searched Helen Perry, you'd probably find me that way. Uh, and I have a website. You can Google me and then you could get my email. You could listen to my podcast, all sorts brilliant yes so and um i listened to helen's just bloody posted podcast and it's brilliant so definitely go and check that out i like to talk yes (laughs) me too (laughs) it's been fabulous thanks ever so much thank you for having me i hope you enjoyed this episode of the pricing queen podcast if you did please do leave a review and five star reviews are obviously my favorite um on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts And as it helps me to get much better coverage for this podcast and gets more people to hear about the tips and things that I share. If you want to follow me, the best place to find me is on Instagram at The Pricing Queen. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye bye.